When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One thing that was really fascinating uh, was um, when we were up in the graveyard scene and we were doing the pas de deux, um, dance between two people, Tom Hooper comes up and he says, I don't understand what this means. Guy, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Guy, are you ready? <laughs> I, I really like having two guys. Like, <laughs> you make it. You make it. You make a big deal of it. But like, you make a big deal. Of I it. know. I make a big deal. Of it. That's what I was supposed to say. I said the wrong thing. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, at school, you know how there's like twelve guys called Matt and seventy five yeah. girls called Sarah. Yeah. I wish that was me, and then one of us could have a nickname. I liked being the only guy. No, I, I wanted to be part of a team. I called you G Dubs um, when I was referring to you before we came in. Do you like that? Not really. Oh, no, I'm, I don't, don't care. No, I'll <laughs> it's take your you. dream. Two guys, you got a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the G-dubs are very dated sort of. It's like from the 50 Cent era of yeah. comedy, which yeah. you're, a long, you're a long way off there, man. Certainly. Yeah. G-mizzle would be a better Fuck. Up to the joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, meow, 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 meow. Welcome to Our Week with Cats. Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery go to the film version of Cats, made in 2019 by Oscar award-winning director Tom Hooper, seven days in a row. Today we were joined by a special guest comedian and the star of truly the greatest comedy TV show made in this country of the last decade, Guy Williams. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you so much for having the podcast. I'm a big fan. Did this guy actually win an Oscar? Yep. What for? Can't it, remember. The King's, King's Speech. Speech. Oh, so. I think it got Best Film. Or he yeah, got Best did. Director. Was that Best Film? Yeah. I, I, I'm fine with the King's Speech. I've got to stop talking shit, but... No, <laughs> no, it's been, no, no. It's better than anything I've ever done, isn't it? But like, that's not the best film of a year. You're not competing with the King's Speech. I feel like I am. What do you want to talk beat? shit about it? Are you, do you feel like you're competing with everything? A little bit, yeah. But I mean, it's absurd to think that you, someone who's never made a movie, is in any way competing with the Oscar, the Academy Award Best Picture winner. Well, well, I'm just saying I look like a dickhead if people look at my shitty TV show that I made and compare it to the King's Speech. Like, King's Speech is 50 I times think better. those are probably different audiences. No, I think that's a bit like crossover. <laughs> the King's Speech was 2010, and I'm just trying to see what it beat out to win that. Um, I was making Best awful Picture TV night. in 2010, loving it. Do you reckon what you were producing in 2010 was better than the King's Speech? No, that's why I'm that's why I'm being careful as to what I say. Gotcha. I don't think it's contentious to say that the King's Speech didn't deserve to win Best Picture at the Oscars. You yeah. don't need to backpedal on that. Okay, and also, you. we aren't fucking here to talk about the King's Speech. Hey, Guy Williams, yeah. I know this about you. You quite like a musical, eh? Love it. Yeah. Yes. I'm a big fan of the musical Wicked. I watched it multiple times in Australia and New Zealand. Same. Um, I love uh, Hamilton. I've seen that twice. Nice. I love, um, like, 
even shitters. In fact, I remember. I like Phantom of the Opera. I remember when you got back from a trip from the States and you told me that you'd seen Hamilton. And I just said, I was shocked. I was like, how in God's name did you get to see Hamilton? And yeah. I remember what you said to me. You said, Tim, the thing about America is if you have money, <laughs> you can do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's so sorry someone's remembered something I've said before. Yeah. That ticket was so expensive. So I expensive. Bet. But it was. It was uh, worth it for yeah. Hamilton so good I went to, to it in London recently yeah. and I was like man so good how do they do this how do they do how do they learn all the lines that's my first question it's what their job mean? it's, it's the so, job guy imagine doing it seven times a week eight times a week it's, it blows my mind that's how you learn the lines yeah that's one of the most surefire have ways you, to learn the lines have you seen me do stand-up comedy I've been doing the same <laughs> jokes for eight years and I have I can't remember most of them like it's yeah, just crazy your jokes aren't catchy like the fucking song <laughs> Like you've got a better chance of learning those songs than any of those performers would have of remembering one of your jokes. No, I, don't, I disagree. I, I, I actually, do you know, I often remember with Joseph Moore, uh, him and I often reminisce about uh, some of your, your first jokes. Wow. I, I've told that's, you this before. That's a real lovely compliment. Thank you. No worries. One of them uh, was about up and go. Yeah. There's a very bad milk drink in New Zealand <laughs> called Up and Go, which is meant to be like two uh, wheat bix, which are sort of a wheat-based cereal, good high <laughs> Man, in fiber. And this joke is not going to work. So much explaining to nail a, a punchline that's not even that good. I had a, an Up and Go for breakfast this morning, which is great. Up and Go is just like a regular breakfast. If your regular breakfast is a disgusting flavoured <laughs> cup of milk. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Joke. Oh, thank you. Oh, that really means... Oh, this has so, been so lovely, guys. I've already what? loved being on the podcast. Um, but, have it, you ever seen Cats put on live? Yes, multiple times. Well, my first... One of the first songs... Why are you laughing at this? I don't know. I didn't know When that. I was a kid, like, and I was like seven or eight years old, um, it was one of the first songs I even remember remembering, which was Magical Mr. Mistopheles. I thought you were going to say memories. That would have been the perfect <laughs> to say. I remember remembering memories. Yeah. Magical Mr. Mistopheles, we put it on. The, the kid who did Highland dancing at school was Magical Mr. Mistopheles. He danced around stage, and some kids ran out the end and poured some water on some dry ice and went smoke, and it... The crowd went nuts. It was yes. awesome. That killed. I can't remember what role I was. I think my role was just stand off the side of the stage. And I remember that my number one role <laughs> That's in my role. not a role. <laughs> my number one role was um, don't touch the dry ice. That's what the teacher told us. Just don't. And I remember being so scared of dry ice because you touch it and it burns your hand off or yeah. something. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> bad. to remove warts. Yeah. yeah. But like imagine whole chunks of it and some guy stole it from his dad's work at Sea Lords or something. It was That's amazing. so good. Yeah, this so, was in Nelson, obviously, which is not a small town, but it's not a big town either. It's a pretty small place, fifty thousand people. But then I saw my brother do it in amateur theatre production. Um, yeah, was so he I've, I've seen it times. He was um, uh, the I think it was. I, I, oh, I'm embarrassed. I can't remember who he was. What did you just can Man, you like what I, what I wouldn't give to have Paul Williams on this <laughs> podcast, the guy who's actually been in Cat. No, well, he um, he uh, remixed it into a hip hop beat one once, and it's genuinely one of my favorite rap songs of all time. Awesome. My brother's remix of um, I think the Railway Cat song, Skimble Shanks. He sings it from the perspective of Skim. A rap from the perspective of Skimble Shanks, I think, is genius, and genuinely think the song is good. I don't doubt it. Paul's a very talented musician. Fuck, Paul's a talent. Wish he was here. <laughs> yeah, I wish Paul was here as well. So you watched your brother perform uh, in an amateur theatrical company performance of it. Yes. And how was that? Theater. How was that experience? Um, I love the song Memories, and I like a few of those songs. And You rightly scolded us when we were giggling when Memories started. You was, were right to do so. There was a lot of people in the cinema. Yeah, man. And I'm like, there's kids behind us, yes. and they're like, they're like living, their, living their dream and yeah. enjoying it. I love the song Memories, and um, genuinely... Uh, like a few songs that I really enjoy, but um, 
it's a shambolic show. When you see it for the first time, it is like you're like, what is that? <laughs> like, because at least in the movie they tried to string it together a little bit. In the yeah. musical, they just just one cat after another just walks out, sings the weird song, you've ever heard, <laughs> and then disappears. And you're like, what does that have to do with anything? Do you, and you think you think that the experience is enhanced by them sort of loosely being like, well, here's the reason that these songs and cats exist. Yeah, well, I, I a little bit, yeah. Honestly, I, I I liked that Grizabella came back. Maybe she does that in the musical. I can't really remember because Cats, I would say, is one of the, my most hated musicals. But it's also one of the most successful in the world. So, right? So to be clear, you do really like the song Memories, but yes. you don't like the show overall. No, it's a shocking. You've seen it. Yeah, I hate I've it. got eyes. All well, right, I've seen the film, and I this I think. Andrew Lloyd Webber's weirdest stuff, like uh, Moonlight Express, is it what it's called? The one on skates? Oh, I'd love and, to see that. And this, and they're just like, they're super crazy and not in a good way, just in a like, it's too confidently wrong way, but it works because he's such an amazing composer. Have you seen Midnight Express? I'd love to see that. I've not. But I heard a lot of very, very, very extremely damning reviews when it came to New Zealand. Yeah, and why would you not watch that? So I, yeah. w- I played in the Basel Stadium where we got kicked out of the Basel Stadium and had to play games in Potadua, like out, out of the town, because they were They having, converted it to an ice rink, right? Uh, to a roller skating rink, oh, yeah. A roller sk- oh, And okay, like, I talked to people who worked at the venue, and they were like, it was chaos. <laughs> like, guys would come out on roller skates, <laughs> yeah. singing, full pace, They're and just like miss, miss the turn, because New Zealanders aren't good at roller skating, <laughs> so they don't have ice rinks or anything like that, and just go off the stage. <laughs> Like, there was serious injuries. Who wouldn't pay to want to see that? That's so good. And it's all like, I think, <laughs> aren't they trains? Isn't that the whole idea of the show? It's train, roller skate, train, speed. Pixar's singers. lifted a lot from Andrew Lloyd Webber. And I will say this, that the people who are paying tickets to go and see the Midnight Express... They're not paying to see the version of the Midnight Express that you want I to don't see, know, man. <laughs> Honestly, it's like I just love like crazy ideas, and yeah. like these ideas, you got to admit, it's just someone who's got so powerful in their career. Yeah, they're just like I'm going to do something ridiculous, and they've failed, but they've failed spectacularly. I think it's incredible that Cats was a success to me because it is just so fucking odd. Not just There's... a success; it's the most successful musical of all time. I think, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It certainly was for a time. I don't know. No, I think it, it is. Still... I think what what would have topped it? Like I, it was I, on. It was I, like, oh, well, in terms of length of being on, I believe it holds both records of being the most Tony set, like awarded, the most yeah. Tony awarded musical ever, and the longest continuous run on Broadway. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that those facts are accurate because when I read the blurb that they provide you in the cinema, yeah. it mentions it's got an incredible. Well, hey, I have that on me incredible right amount now. Of awards, wow! Oh, Tim not- has just pulled out the pamphlet. Where'd that come from? Since opening in 1981, Cats. <laughs> I love the way they've phrased this yes. as well. Cats has amazed, surprised, <laughs> and excited fans and critics alike. The stage musical, inspired by the poems of T.S. Eliot, set to iconic music composed by Andrew Lloyd Webber and performed by a tribe quote of Cats. The ja- Blah, 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 blah. Uh, more than 81 million people in over 50 countries and 19 languages. Winner of seven Tony Awards, including Best Musical. Oh, you're right, guy. Cats became one of the longest-running shows yeah. in the West End. Oh, it must be knocked off by a Phantom of the Opera, right? It's, I mean, it's done remarkably well, particularly when you think about what it is. But it is... <laughs> uh, I, so I recently, I had a really wonderful first four days and uh, something, the worm turned yesterday and now <laughs> I feel like I'm now seeing the version of Cats that everyone else who we've been to the movies with is seeing, like all of the reviewers saw. Yeah. I'm now watching Cats as it's being absorbed by, you know, the majority of its audience. All right, all right. Well, if I, if I may ask, could you just pump... Pump the brakes on that guy because I'd like to hear other guy, un- yes. unfettered and filtered and uncolored, 
and untarnished. We haven't really spoken since we got out of the cinema about no, the we, film. No, we went out of our way not to mention it. You wrote screeds of notes, which I love. Yeah. It's sorry if I'm blowing up your spot by revealing No, no, I couldn't read what I wrote either. Oh, yeah, I, I do I that. wrote a lot of things. Mm. Um, What'd you, you think, man? Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. And it's a weird thing to say, and no. I don't know. I don't know if this is because my expectations were stone cold low because I'd read all the bad reviews or seen all the just you know no not read I didn't read anything but just seen all the hate. Yeah, but um, I really enjoyed it. I think like because I yeah I think life is a function of expectations. I normally only go to films that get good scores on Metacritic. I'm an asshole. I'm embarrassed. I said that out loud, but um. <laughs> You know, like, and, and I've got always, limited days on the earth, mate. I'm often disappointed when it gets like over eighty. You're like, this is going to be great, and sometimes it lives up to expectation massively. Yeah, and then other times, like even Parasite, which people love this year, right? Yeah, like compared to the hype, where I heard it got an eight minute standing ovation or something, yeah. I was like, it can't though. It's a great movie. Weird. I enjoyed it, but like, you know, you know, like it can't live up to the expectation. And I was like, cats, my expectation was floor low. And when I got in there, it took ten minutes to like get used to the weird cats. And um, the terrible CGI. Well, no, the CGI is actually kind of impressive, but like how they ruin great dancing with weird CGI. Mm-hmm. And um, it took me a while to get used to that. And then once I was over there, I was like, hey, this is a kid's film. Yeah. And um, what I really like about it is when I was a kid, kids' films were bizarre and like really weird. Does anyone remember a show called H&R Puffin Stuff? Yeah. And like there's so many things that when I was a kid that was were haunting. Yes. That were like really weird. And this was kind of haunting. Yeah. In the way that uh, like more things need to be. Yeah, because Pixar and DreamWorks, I feel, took the shine off of that genre of kids' movies. Yeah, because they, they, they nail it. Yeah. They do. They they nail it and everything's quite cute and like not they improved. Yeah, Pixar kind of took that away because they improved the quality <laughs> of kids' do you, movies. Do you, remember, do you remember what guys talking about, Monty? Like yeah, back, yeah. when we were growing up, there was a bevy Shocking stuff. of ch- like all of them which and a lot of them were um, practical effects, prosthetics, people in rubber mm. suits, that sort of thing. Where there was, I don't know if that's quite Uncanny Valley, but it was quite horrifying. Yeah, and they were doing it was like great. It was genuinely grotesque. Some of it, yeah. Which is, is, and this sort of ties in with what you're saying before about you like a big failure, and this movie is a big failure, which does heighten the experience because it's. Uh, I I have never looked at it through the framework of purely being a children's movie. I I okay for a start. Um, I, I'm really excited when you go this ties in what you've said before because no one's ever said that to me I'm like excited <laughs> I've said something good but I didn't say that I didn't say no, it was a big failure did no, I? I think no you're you said you were the t- mark. no you it's were not, talking about big failures it, but it's like not to see fa- a big spectacular failure yeah you, oh yeah I'd enjoy that you didn't consider this a big failure though it sounds like well, it's probably I just was shocked when we walked in I was hoping we'd be the only ones in the cinema yeah. it's 3.45 in the afternoon I'm like it's going to be empty and we can have a talk and laugh and Sing along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got in there, I was, I was just so gutted because there was heaps of people in there. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to sign through the whole thing. There's little kids. There was an old lady by herself. There's How a, cute is that? There's a lot of that. And it makes me sad every time we go in because there's always at least one or two. But, like, okay, once I got over all the weird things and stuff like that and going, is there something wrong with me? It was, like, great all the way through pretty much. I, um, yeah, like the trailer really took all the, because I see the trailer when it came out on Twitter, mm. that took all the bad stuff out. And I was like, I love that Taylor Swift was the villain. I am not a big James Corden fan, but thought he was like acceptably fine. I thought he was quite good, personally. I've been lord because I don't like him personally. I've heard some horrible things about the man, but yeah. I think his performance is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not not not, not always a big Corden fan, but um, the whole film just like yeah, I thought it was all good. I thought the late main main lady was so beautiful. And I'm not saying like I'm attracted to the cat thing or anything like that. It's no, a bit weird. Francesca Hayward is she's like astonishingly beautiful. Horrific role. It's just like her like 
looking amazed over and over again, cut away of her amazed, cut away of her amazed, cut away by things that aren't that amazing, which can often be accidentally funny. But I enjoyed that element as well. But um, yeah, I just thought it was uh, all, all pretty fine. I actually got angry halfway through because I was like, imagine how good this could have been if right. it was live action, real dancing. Right. And I just love dancing and singing on stage. See, it was so stars. close to that. Yeah. If they had have just done practical costumes like basically yeah. just film the stage show but in a movie yeah set. yes yes you know it could have been amazing could have used the same people even same yeah. cast what yeah. did you think of judy dench and the gender flip of old deuteronomy i did not really i uh, sorry i didn't remember that old deuteronomy was supposed to be a man supposed to be a man <laughs> a funny thing to get. Uh, <laughs> no, it'd be just know. the kind of thing to get guy williams riled did up. not know did not know only noticed at the end when she said um she referred to a cat just as a him in the song that was the only time I thought oh, it was yeah. weird. And I was like, but I was like, you need to make it rhyme. And they couldn't rewrite two words. So they just left the him in so the next word would rhyme <laughs> yeah. as well. So has everyone else's experience been of it bad? Yes. I think that would be fair to I think, say. Yeah, uh, largely, but... It, no, I there's, think there's, exclusively. Well, no, Joseph enjoyed himself. There are positives to be... Like, Joseph specifically said he enjoyed cats on the second screening. Mm. Me, and, me, and, me and Joseph are weird people, though. We're contrarians, though, like, we're a yeah. little bit. And I, I, I'm the whole time I was worried, am I, like, am I just trying to like this? So I don't know. I don't want to recommend the movie to anyone and have them go and hate it. But, like, if it's some little kids... <laughs> I, the kids cause It helped those kids behind us who were, yeah. like, whispering things and, like, worried what? about the bad guy. Were they... They were on board, eh? They were loving it. And they were, like... They saw it when the actors said one thing, but they meant the other thing. They were loving it. But it's just a bunch of nonsense on screen. I love it. It just cost a bit too much. If you had to go on, this is yeah. a kid's film, and yeah. we're going to make it for 30 mil instead yeah. of 100. Yeah. I mean, you don't have the digital fur technology, which is... I actually thought the digitally the digitally D was cheaper. Hey? I thought it was you... like, I thought I was like, I was like it's going to cost so much for camera moves and dancing and the celebrities they, they had. They... Like, Taylor Swift would have banged that out in like two days. Yeah. Whereas if it was live action, she would have had to be there for weeks. She basically, I mean, sorry, they basically invented a new technology to pull that first stuff off. It was kind of like how, you know, Peter Jackson pretty much invented 60 frame per second 3D for The Hobbit and everyone yeah. was just horrified at how it looked. And yeah. forced perspective. He's also a master of force perspective. And he didn't mean that. Yes, is that. Wait, is force perspective having someone at the front who's big? Closer to the, the camera, yes. <laughs> That's good too, man. Um, so they, I think it would have quite, you know, the first market mover, the, the, the market leader, it costs a lot of money to be the first person to invent something and then everyone else can kind of get in the wake of that. But that was where I think a lot of the money went to. But also, it looks that like, cast. It looks like the prototype version of the technology, which is in the finished product. I don't know, man. It's not nah it is bad it's going to defend it I don't know here's the thing when it's close up it's actually sweet as Mm. it's when it's in the mid shots and when When you see the whole cast their feet feet are never touching the ground their feet ain't touching the ground was something that was the one floor I noticed besides (laughs) that (laughs) is there there an obvious um, racial problem with the um the woman, because the, the lead actor is is uh, uh, African heritage, ethnically lady, African, yeah, and and then they've made her white. Yeah, That's so weird. the character is Victoria, the white cat, like in the ah, Broadway musical and everything. It's so crazy that you'd think you have to abide that <laughs> in the universe. You're like, the rules of, cat. of cats, it's <laughs> yeah. important. Yeah, but it is like they didn't need to cast everyone the way they did because it's like everyone who is bad is portrayed by a black person and this like a black cast member, Ooh. and everyone who is good as either white or Victoria who they white face. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And I was really it was a real mind if at the end because I was a little bit worried how um Victoria who is a brown woman but is white 
she is like a white savior at the end there where she saves the brown lady who's homeless or whatever. Yes, Grisabella. And, but then I was like, this is like white savior. But then I was like, no, she's actually brown doing white face. So yeah. what's the, I've, I was <laughs> so just, where I was confused. You just, I was like, I'm you, trying too hard. You can really just put yourself in the boardroom as that conversation was <laughs> taking place amongst the fucking creative team oh. of cats. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I, um, I'd love to know, guy, because throughout the movie, I sort of there are still songs that I'll I'll fuck with, and like Jellicle Cat still gets me going. These are great songs. I'm pretty much down to three songs, but when <laughs> they come on, they do give me like I'm just getting through an album where there are three songs I like and a bunch yeah. that I don't now. Yeah, and that's okay. But throughout the movie, consistently, and at moments that didn't quite, I couldn't synchronize with like a through line or reason. You would look to me over your shoulder. And you sort of break out a big smile yeah. and then you reassuringly nod like, yeah, now they're doing it. <laughs> it. It brought me so much joy to periodically look over at you guy and just see you with a big smile on your face. Yeah, I don't. The recognition yeah. and everything it was like, fuck yeah, Guy Williams is enjoying this and I love that. Yeah, I should have watched it without you guys though because it created this weird paradigm. Like, where, where was I trying too hard to like it or something like that? It's hard to tell. I don't think. No, I, don't, I think just trust feel I got at. chills. Multiple times. I get chills quite easily in a lot of films. Oh, when did you get chills? Chills. Um, I Obviously, memories. Like, yeah, it came yeah, yeah. home. When she goes, um, you know, oh, love me. When she goes big. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And then there's a few other bits. that They might they might write some new f- songs I didn't recognize for this they one. Did, that yeah. were like, there's a few Ghosts. bits. Yeah, just... You got chills on ghosts? I can't, I can't remember what so ghosts was. It sounds like you got that... chills once in the moment. When... No, 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 no. I promise you I got multiple chills in the first one. I was like, what is happening I here? I know you were there for Skimble Shanks, the railway cat. Yeah, you had, you, loving you, it. You were I thought he was that. a standout. I thought that guy and his tap dancing. And again, it would be so much more impressive to see him just do real tap dancing well, and you, no CGI. I mean, you did, though. This is the problem because, like, you actually are seeing the artistry. It's just... It's being a little bit fumbled, but yeah. you are seeing that performer do that incredible also, performance, the, and they do give that uh, tap dancer like a close up, and he's wearing long trousers over the shoes, which suggests that they're not I'm, CGI. I'm, I'm, yeah, like yeah, we're just looking at human legs. They fuck with the levels, but you're pretty much just watching a close up of that guy tap for a while. They do fuck it up with the perspective thing, though, where they're like they're in the stage and they're one very distinct size, and then they're on the railway bridge and they're. Tiny. Oh, the shapes are, and yeah, then the they sizes. do the wide, and then suddenly they're as big as humans. Yeah, it's it all was, very. It fun. was that was a very annoying part of the film, the way the sizes changed, and yeah. how Ian McCullen had a massive button on his jacket, but his jacket was a normal jacket. Man, good pull because I've noticed that as well, and it's like I get it. It's like the borrowers, like you're trying to make this cutesy out the of borrowers. Size there's work. another haunting children's weird thing. Like <laughs> yeah. so many haunting the borrowers was fantastic. Brum, Brum was haunting. Do you remember Brum? Brum the was the haunting. Haunting. Brum was charming. Brum was so, so scary. You crave te- you crave television which makes less sense. Uh, no, 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 no. It was just like a nice nostalgia blast. I won't want to watch it every day, but just I enjoy the ridiculous stupidity of it. Um, so people criticizing this film, it's like it feels a bit weird because it's like they just go, "This is for thirteen and below." And like a bunch of adults on Twitter shitting on it's it. It's not, like it's not the way the movie was marketed though. They didn't know their audience. And also, for a movie that's exclusively for 13 and below, they have made it fucking horny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was that horny. Are you shitting me, dude? I enjoyed the love triangle. And I like that she, I guess, at the end she's What was the Mr. love triangle? Mr. Mistopheles, the main guy, and her. R- um, uh, uh, what do you mean, what was the love triangle? No, we watched no, no. it six the, times. The main guy isn't into Did it. I make this he's, up? Not, he's not in that movie. Yeah, he is. No, Mon- 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 Monkey Strap? Okay, yeah, Monkey Strap. What a great name. Okay, so I... 
Monk Strap. I I don't know. It's something like that. Robert Downey Jr. The third. <laughs> okay. You is don't say Jr. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Who is that? Who oh, that is? Damn. Who is yeah, that? It's, it's just it's some guy. We've He's named him Robert Downey III because he looks a bit like Robert Downey Jr. Doing, as a cat. Are you doing in, in callback jokes yeah. to podcasts that I haven't listened to or haven't been released yet? You got it, guy. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll appreciate it later. His name's Robbie Fairchild. Okay. He's but anywho, so did you interpret that as yes. a Okay, there's a way that children's movies and every movie work, and that is the woman drops into the film at the start of the film like she did, hmm. and they meet the first man they meet yes. is who they're immediately involved with, and it's always the alpha male, the main leader of the pack, and those are the two people that get together. Definitely not Magical Mistopheles, the loser freak magician who can't even <laughs> execute the most basic of magic tricks and is stitched on cat-sized buttons onto his hat and jackets, even though old mate Gus. has a big yeah. button. The button sizes were out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So, but I didn't interpret any I, kind of romantic inclination. I've never, I've never read any... Se- for how sexual the movie is, I've never read any chemistry. I honestly think of um of Robbie, Fairchild, yeah, Robbie Fairchild, or whatever you want to call him, as an ace. I think he's asexual. I don't think he's... I think <laughs> he's he like facilitates <laughs> others, but he's not interested himself. No, I, I just don't think is. he cares for Victoria, which I think is cool because in this, Victoria is like a kitten. Whatever that means in this world. Oh, and I think Monk Strap is, is like an adult. Life? 19. Oh, fuck. <laughs> How old is she? What? What? In, in real life? She's 28. Fr- Francesca? Yeah. Ha- no. Yeah. No. I'll bet you $20 right now. <laughs> this, this is, is dangerous because so I think I've got $20. Also, are you hoping Will you take the 19? Like, what's yeah, going yeah, I'll on take here? the bet. Yeah, I'll take the bet. I, re- I looked her up. Francesca. He's not going to get it wrong, Tim. I, yeah, I know. I don't know what I'm doing. But he goaded me into it. I can't back down. Oh, fuck, you're right. She's 28. Yeah, well, that feels healthier. Born in Nairobi. Yeah, you're but right. Then she was into she was into Jason Derulo. Yes. Yeah. Were you into Jason Derulo? No. Jason Derulo. <laughs> Jason Derulo was pathetic, and I'm a big Jason Derulo fan. I listened to him on the Spotify, and um, went to see him recently at um, a concert in Auckland, and enjoyed him and his incredibly sexual dancing. And uh, not really him; it's more of his backup dancers. He doesn't do a lot, but the dancing in that was poor, piss poor. What do you think of the runtime target? Like the, the song itself and the character. Bad, like bad. Like edit that bit out. Like they should have shortened down the movie a little bit, like for yeah. what it is. You could have lost about a course and a verse from every song, I think. Just yeah. it started a bit slow and yeah, and the cockroaches and there's comedy's hard, that's one thing I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> it is though, eh? It is hard. And when I shit on people, yeah. I'm like, well, let's see me do better and I can't I can't. So I um, think you can. I think you could have done punch up on that script and it would have been a better movie nah, for it. No, nah, because you remember, there are gotta be things kids get. And yeah. kids' jokes are hard, man. You gotta do a nut, a nut shot or two, which they did about four in this film. They did, but they gave more to Rebel Wilson. It's a good gag. It's a good gag. I only remember the James Corden nut shot. And there was one at the end where she um whips the bad guy with the Oh yeah, yeah, two nut shots. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. I, don't know, I, I, I enjoy the reading of it as a kid's film. So you, you uh, convinced that their intention was to make a kid's film? Yeah, and that, this is another great thing about the 70s. Because uh, I, I was a kid of the 90s, but like I watched 80s and 70s stuff. You know, it takes a while to get stuff VHS in New Zealand or whatever. Because um, H&R Puff and stuff was really old and stuff like that. But um, the sexual element was key in kids' programming back in the day. Yeah. Like, I'm barely joking there. Like, it seems to constantly come up. I think just because the actors get bored. And there's no one hornier than kids on ch- children's... Uh, like, actors, sorry. Not kids, sorry. Should I <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> there's no one hornier than adult actors on children's programming. Far out. There is no one hornier than kids. Do you mean, like, hosts of kids' shows? Yeah, like, I mean, the times I've appeared on kids' shows in New Zealand... You've been, been, been the horny. most. No, not at all. No. <laughs> I can see how this could be edited to make me look um, immoral. All right? No. You're totally right. I think they get they get bored and frustrated, yeah. and you have to be so clean, clean and good yeah. in front of the kids that you almost, out of a teenage rebellious streak, kind of go quite the other way when you're yes. at, just with the other hosts of appropriate age. Totally. And maybe this is a cliche almost, but like they, it was, it's so much more dirtier off screen and the jokes are so much more adult than they are in any other... On a normal adult show, we make dirty jokes on stage. You're normal off... You're just normal people off stage. Talk about normal life, but the kids... On the, no, not the kids. <laughs> the adults on the kids' shows. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, not uh, 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 weird people. That's you, what I'm saying. You did right. Do you... Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you were saying yeah and you had to wade through calling yeah. kids horny to i get told there. you before i came on the show that i have ability to work myself into holes it's like i just don't talk about race stuff can, or anything like that hey, I just go, can i back. say something quickly yeah, which is i would love to see uh the director's commentary of cats <laughs> oh yes what they were Please. thinking yeah i would love to just be in the room with tom hooper while he walks us through every moment like man however I, he presents it i've been looking for interviews with them after the release and they don't exist you got you got to that's, <laughs> that's pretty amazing <laughs> like you're gonna press for this no but okay the base material is so weird Absolutely. And it only just works as a musical. Musicals, yeah. Musical theatre is a confusing, magical format where we can suspend a lot of disbelief for bullshit. Yeah. But film, as I've said before, is a very literal format. Yeah. And you can't go that crazy. So I've always you lose everyone. Mr. Mistopheles is normally the highlight of the show besides memories. Right. Where it's like a big number with um, a lot of dancers in the background. And he is the man. Like He's normally in... Amateur productions, he's normally wearing a leather jacket to display he's the man. He struts out with 
total confidence and it kind of annoyed me in this one that they made it the opposite he was like no confidence he's a loser yeah um but that made him better for the love triangle because he would he beat out the alpha man right it was yeah. so I, I don't think that robbie fairchild's the alpha in that's this what it was that's what it was he's the facilitator he does all of the admin he fucking prints out the sheets that people need to sign and stuff. He's not. <laughs> he's not an alpha. He was, he was the leader, and the I, I don't know. I don't know what alpha means. That was just what I was trying. He was the leader, as well as me. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and, and and he was the obvious love interest, and the somehow the nerd, the magic loser won because back when this was written in the eighties, magic was cool, and David Copperfield was the coolest guy in the world. And now in two thousand and nineteen, it's the butt of jokes. So they they unfortunately <laughs> they were cowards. Okay. Oh, whatever year it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were cowards, and they didn't stick to the idea that magic is still cool because it should be he should come out like the man well the leather jacket to be fair mccavity is presented as absolutely the man he is portrayed by the sexiest man alive according to people magazine 2019 idris elba and he's fucking naked for like portions of the yeah film. that was that was weird you did <laughs> i i hate to do lame jokes that people just do on twitter but like you did want to see some wang in that in those yeah. scenes, like you were expecting it. Yeah, but because it's, it's where the camera worked or something. You, it's because you were absolutely seeing Idris Elba's everything else. You're yeah. seeing his body, and then like a Kendall, they had just flattened the mold. Yeah, and for balance, I thought the same thing with was it Rebel Wilson's scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the same thing there, where there was just weird crotch shots, yeah. and like you. You, there should be something <laughs> you there. wanted to see her vagina. No, I, don't, I don't know, man. I didn't want to see it, but like, uh, you <laughs> they show you where it's not be. something there. Yeah, just don't do Use different shots. Ex- you're a, yeah. it's, a, it's all CGI. You can figure Oh, totally. It's like, oh. Because you, yeah, you, no, I'm totally with you because what they're doing is anatomically showing you where something should be, yeah. but, it, but there is nothing. Yeah, okay. If you went to a Ronald McDonald show for kids in the car park of a McDonald's, right? And Ronald Mc, there was a scene where Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I just like to say, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Whatever <going>. follows. So <laughs> Ronald McDonald's got white skin. So I'm guessing there's a scene. There was, <laughs> his face the two is things you're afraid of are coming across as a racist or a pedophile, <laughs> and you're immediately making up a metaphor on the fly, which involves Ronald McDonald in a car park and distinguishing oh. the fact he has white skin. I'm there, all right, I'm there. Okay, and the scene is the hamburgers seen the burgers, yep. and Grimace and Birdie are there, and Ronald McDonald's having a shower, and the kids enjoy it when there's a scene where. The burglar, because he's a cheeky, the hamburglar, steals. This is, joke makes sense to kids. He steals away the curtain, and Ron McDonald is naked. And I was just thinking, because Ron McDonald wears, um, he wears tights. Yes, this yes, makes yes, sense. Yes. You were yeah. laughing at me. This makes Sorry, sense. But I'm kind of with Monty on this. The edifice you've constructed to get to this point. But Ron McDonald's face yep. is painted white like a clown, right? Yes. So that makes you think that his whole body, when he gets when you see him naked, is yep. all white as yep. well. Yep, 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 yep. And he's very skinny and naked, and you obviously see his bum because it's a kid's show. Sure. And say he turned around to the audience and some, I don't know what, this is, I made a bad example here. Keep but the going. point is, if for whatever reason you got to that big joke that you get to in every kind of adult style comedy show, we get to the moment where the man is covering his genitals with his hands in a pantomime, but then there's the moment where he takes his hands away. Imagine if they got to that scene and there was just nothing there. <laughs> there was just a white mound. That would be horrific. And, and that's that, what they did. That is what they did with yes. Idris Elba. But McDonald's doesn't do that because they're a family <laughs> organization. And they're yeah. a dignity. 
Yeah. Way to bring Still it home. make sure you got the option to get that McDonald's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, can I tell you my funniest moment? And it struck me every time, but I haven't brought it up yet. And it's from James Corden. Yeah. A man I'm on the record as hating. Yeah. He's on the scales. There's going to be a big trapeze trip where he's on one end of the the seesaw and another cat's going to dive on and project him into the air for his acrobatic move. Yeah. But unfortunately... Buster for Jones is a big fat cat. And so when the other cat jumps on the other side, he doesn't move an inch. Yeah. They stop the song. It goes to him. He breaks and he says, you know, how dare you show me up? You know, I'm sensitive about my weight. And then he goes, now gather up some other and looks at the camera, takes a beat and goes, cats? (laughs) (laughs) And try again. And it is, I reckon, the single funniest, like it's the best wink to camera. Yeah. Because it is... um, whether intentional or not, truly a moment where the movie realizes that they might have done goofed on this $100 million CGI budget. <laughs> nah, nah. It, it, was... it, it also feels in, it's like it's the, it renders the movie or that part of the movie self aware. Yes. It's like it's like when the the mouse in Skimbleshanks' song I love says that cats mouse. and runs out of the scene. It's like it's just just drawing attention. I mean, they do a pretty good job of drawing attention to individual cats. If they spent more of the movie saying. <laughs> It is a lot of cats. (laughs) Like, instead of just sort of insinuating it through various different abstract pieces of song and dance. (laughs) Also, I wanted to talk about something because Sonic got fucking roasted for this and the Cats trailer when it released it also got roasted. But all of the cats, and I suppose this is in keeping with the, the human hands and feet, but they've all got human teeth. Yes. And I'd love to know what you'd think about if they maybe gave the cats... Cat teeth yeah. and said, would that improve or detract? No, no, they made the right call. Do, does Judy Dench really have teeth that bad? Yeah, they're quite They're really not really bad at the end because they're real close up. Yeah. And I, I thought it was, lo- it was what you'd expect a cat to have, I guess. Or, yeah. or cat versions a of that. Cat do, you know what, do you know teeth. what it is? Because you see it with Ian McKellen as well. It's particularly these older, like, amazing British actors. They got bad teeth. Yeah. And you look at all the American actors and it's like, yeah, perfect teeth. Boring. That was my funniest trying to be funny. And I I think I genuinely laughed at one moment. It was um, Ian McCullen just like just before his scene. He's just there just licking some milk. It's just an old legendary actor just licking some milk. Like it was pathetic. Did you feel for him? Nah, no, I thought he's having a laugh for some kids that are going to enjoy this. Nice. And so said, that's what I thought about all of them. I thought when Idris Elba, I thought the most pathetic one was Idris Elba. Like I was like, that's the guy where like he's supposed to be a legend, and him doing this character is ridiculous. But then I'm like, he's trying to entertain some kids. Maybe he's, he's got not kids. a legend. He's basically he's like, oh, he's, I don't know. He's a tier above Jason Statham. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, he's know. a few tiers above Jason Statham. Yeah, but he's in the pantheon of like he's an action movie star. He's not Ian McCall. He's not Sir Ian McCallan. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. I don't even know if he's been in a movie. He's just um, he's just a guy they used to race bait people in tabloid heroes to say he might be James Bond. That's his main role. Oh, no, I'm, I'm being racist by belitt- Listen, don't talk. To me <laughs> don't talk to me anymore. Someone else do talking. Okay, well, what did you think of Ian McKellen's meow 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 meow? Do you remember that uh, again, bit? Again, I was just like doing a joke for kids. It's fine. I, I you've really brought a uh, thank you a new spin. Just in that your total belief that you obviously abided for the entirety of the film and it seems to be unshakable that this is a 
a kid's movie. I and like, yeah, I like how you guys are like, oh, they stuffed up the market and they know who they're marketing to. No, they just the marketers don't care. There's like two different organizations. Like the director doesn't say who he's going to market to. The marketing department just. But tries if, you're, if you've got a hundred million dollars on the line, you yeah. fucking you coordinate. You coordinate exactly. No, you don't. No, you, you don't. do. You send emails to oh. each other, guy. You send emails. You get in a room once. <laughs> I, I don't think you do. I think I think the director would have wanted it one way. It's like it's a fun kids show with actors embarrassing themselves a little bit. And the marketing department's like, fuck it, we're going to play up James Corden for some reason. I don't think Tom Hoover to set, set out to make a fun kids movie where the actors embarrassed themselves. That's what he did, and that's what he achieved. And no, no. Mission accomplished. <laughs> no, no. That is not what he set what, out what to do. Why do you do. think he went Why to would an Oscar-winning director who has staked his name as being able to... Do you to... think he's trying to make an Oscar with this? No, he wanted to... He absolutely was. He fucking no, he was. wasn't. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. guys are off your face. Now, nah, Guy, I can tell you for real that he was, and that's why it came out a little bit earlier than it should have, because they were trying to hit the mark both for the no. film to get... They were. You guys are reading too much Twitter, man. There's no way. No. It's true. He was editing it 24 hours before it premiered, and it was because they needed it to get out so it could be eligible for Best Picture and so that Taylor Swift could be eligible for Best Original Song. You do not funnel $100 million into a movie that is for kids without explicitly marketing that movie to children. Okay, okay, okay. Rewind 10 steps. All right. I do agree with the Oscar thing then. Uh, they're trying to win best song or best special effects. Of course, get it in there, but they're not trying to win best picture or best actor. You don't reckon? No, no. But it's still it's meant to be a prestige accomplishment. Like on the back of layman's, how much money did it make? It probably smashed it. It's lost forty about ah, forty. Okay, <laughs> I happen to be wrong in that. But like, I mean, yeah. you guys are propping it up this week. Um, I, I had a conspiracy theory. I was thinking there. We certainly are propping it up. Have <laughs> you guys been paid to do this? Because if I was the marketers... No, Guy, we My are... answer to that is <laughs> meow. <laughs> we are paying an exorbitant amount of money <laughs> to do this. It's no. actually crazy. Guy's just got back from the States. He's still getting his feet on the ground. I'm in not a great patch at the moment. <laughs> and we've just shoved hundreds of dollars <laughs> in, in this We didn't broker week. a deal with Rialto. The closest we got was buying the multiple pass movies, which save us $3 a ticket per <laughs> screening. <laughs> I, I just, just, just to throw it out there for a second, if I was marking this film and I was like, okay, it's not going the way we hope. We hoped everyone would just be a broad family film, and like the, the <laughs> negative reviews are hurting it mildly. Yeah. So as a result, um, we're going to go the other way and try and turn it into a cult hit because it's so bad. Yeah. And my brother described that he was in New York City and he said he had to leave the screening just because it was too piss taky with everyone yelling and laughing at the screen, oh, like the room. That's a shame. And it was, was not that bad. What was he upset? Yeah, because Paul's a musician and he loves musicals. He's been no, in I don't, I don't, he, wasn't, he wasn't offended. He was just like annoyed. When yeah. you were talking and laughing through the movie... And you, you're allowed to in cats. You're allowed, yeah, nah, okay, well, you're allowed to in cats. It's you're allowed to in this version of cats. You were, and I was a little bit too. And guy, Williams, no, you were right to shush us a bit because we got a bit loud. No, just oh, in for memories. The, memories for, are sacred for the sole reason that there were kids in the theatre. All right, you got to respect. And an that. old lady by herself. Yeah, that true. That's, I that's don't true. see why that's a sad picture. The it's old not- lady chose to leave the house and go and watch cats by herself. That sounds like exactly what the fuck she wanted to do. Yeah, what? But- Amazing afternoon she had. We were we were dickheads when we walk in there, and we we're like thirty year old men, and we we're like here to laugh about it and take the piss out of this movie that they're there to sincerely see. Undoubtedly, uh, we are treating <laughs> the cinema as our lounge and our very disrespectful and bad audience members. But look at the fucking source material. It's oh, like it's a kids' film. It's fine. It's not. It's not that fine. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Can I read you the lyrics for a um, old Deuteronomy number? 
that Judy Dench sort of says instead of sings oh, for most of it, this, called The Moments of Happiness, because I have um, been very struck by the meaninglessness of the words every time. That's what that, yeah. The Moments of Happiness, we had the experience, but missed the meaning. An approach to the meaning restores the experience. In a different form, beyond any meaning, we can assign to happiness. <laughs> the past experience, <laughs> revived in the meaning is not the experience of one life only, but of many generations not that. forgetting <laughs> something that is probably quite ineffable. Ineffable. Fuck. I, that has got to be one of the lowlights that, that drags that I lost song. track, but I was trying to um, keep tallies on how many times it's said in the film, that word ineffable. I actually turned to you after that song and said, what does it mean? And you... you <laughs> Burst out in hysterical <laughs>, laughs. No, because the, the film is just nonsense, like really. And there's a few jokes in there that make sense, and there's a few bits like, oh yeah, it's a vague observation about cats. They take a spoon and they leave it out on the grass. Um, when do yeah. cats do that? They do that. They nick stuff. They yeah. move it around. Who wrote it? It's written by a legend, right? T.S. Eliot. But you do, Guy brings up a good point, and he's really shot a hole in my argument <laughs> that uh, I don't know if cats do take. I assume cats take spoons out there. I've had two cats. And never <laughs> but seen like, and every, cats do. And everything that you could choose from the movie, that's your example of something cats do. So what? No, 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 no. But that was just like an observation where I was like, oh, that kind of changed the reality for me a little bit because I was like, T.S. Is it T.S. Eliot? Yeah. Whoever wrote this was like, he probably wrote this just as a bit of a throwaway, just to yeah. get kids, and did not his kids. that hundreds of years later, people would be producing it with $100 million. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it was not supposed to have this. Fuck, I would love to go into the cinema with Tom Hooper and T.S. Eliot and just watch them enjoy <laughs> it together. Oh, and boy, they would enjoy it indeed. Did you T.S. Eliot, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and Tom Hooper walk into a bar and have a lovely time yeah. because they all agree cats is fantastic. Who do you identify? Okay, so I I'm gonna put a cat on you, Guy Williams. Yeah. But first, do you self-identify as any of these cats? Um, I guess I th- I thought I physically resembled um Mr. Mistopheles, definitely Mr. Mistopheles, yeah. And I got the girl in the end, so double well, I got a nuzzle, which I assume was like cat love uh it is it is our belief that whenever the cats are compelled to dance outside of their own control that isn't accompanied to a song that is a sort of euphemism for a Group full-on copulation no orgy. no and no, the moment yes no, get your heads out of the absolutely gutters, not and when sick. they perform the big song and dance number after they first enter the egyptian nah yeah you listen nah. when they first enter the egyptian they perform a big song and dance number. it goes for about three minutes they are all out of their fucking minds and bodies, dancing yeah. in synchronicity beneath the moon. And at the end, they all start performing their dances around Judy Dench. Yeah. Dame Judy Dench. That represents no. the cumulative effort no. of those cats to no. make sure that Dame Judy no. Dench, that the orgy ends <laughs> on a big come no. for Dame Judy no. Dench. And if you look at her no. fucking face, no, you're fucked. No, you you're listen. Fucked. If you're you look fucked. at her face, they achieve it. No. And no. she abuses that trust in her no. power no. by singing a song. No. No. You're lucky you got to come, old lady. <laughs> Shut up. No, I, can I, just, I hate when people do that. And they take children's films and they try and see some It's not a kid's that. film! It is. It is. It is. You're, that's fucked. Um, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm My off Ronald the rails. McDonald thing was normal. And this is weird. It You're wasn't. weird. I'm normal. I don't know, man. Okay. Um, Varying levels of fucked. Yeah, so, I mean, I, 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 I disagree with everything you've said with all my heart, and it makes me angry and offended. <laughs> um, 
uh, I will say this, and I don't, I don't want to bring this up because I, I hate like comedy cliche things. Like everyone's like, do you know what's a funny thing? Um, furries or whatever. People who are into fu- yeah. like dressing up in furry and having sex or whatever. But I did wonder like how this relates to furries and um, are they into this or do they hate this? I, I would be very curious to know about how the film's been received in the furry community. Have you guys talked about? You must talk about this every podcast. What furries never brought it up. Really? No, no one's yeah. brought it up. As much as you'd hate to bring it up, you're actually the first person who thought to bring okay, it up. Okay, well, that's I, interesting. I feel um, I feel like uh, maybe they reject it because it's CGI, you know? Yeah, like it's not it doesn't deal. feel authentic to me. But then again, you know, if you start getting technology, like it's a pretty exciting piece of progress in fairy porn. This, yeah, this movie's yeah. developed this new piece of technology that could represent... All you, the- all you need to do is... Unmound the wangers, and you've got yeah. a very high, yeah. high budget. I'm surprised someone right. hasn't done it already. But like, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. It's not something I want to see. I don't think the f- films. I think it's like got awkward sexual tension, but I don't think it's a sexual. I think metaphor. also that your body is more like Gus the Theater Cat. Oh, thank you. Is that uh, which one's that? Oh, the he's old the guy. Creep it as hell. The old guy, the big butt. No, but he's he's long and he's lean. Yeah, thank you. I don't, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't. No, I'm not saving anything. I'm just telling you what I think. I, you thought you defended me, but luckily you brought it around with friends again. <laughs> you are lucky, mate. I was about to storm out. Um, but no, I, are you? A, are, are you a good dancer? Uh, no, yeah. Poor. So he doesn't. He doesn't dance at all. But he's just an old man who can't dance. I, I'm magical, Mister Mistopheles. No, okay, yeah, okay. Who yes. are you then? Uh, I'm Skimbleshanks every time. Oh, Skimbleshanks is the best, and you're not him. <laughs> I am you're not. Who am I then? You tell me. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I'm going to say you're the um old homeless one who sucks. Who's that? The, the Chris one Bella. you said I was. You offensive. Oh, Gus. Gus isn't fucking homeless, and he doesn't suck. <laughs> he is. He does. I gave you a good His catch. whole song is like I'm old and I'm depressed and I can't get a proper size button for my coat. <laughs> okay. Um, Tim, who are you? Uh, I have been donned as Monk Strap or whatever his name is, Robert Downey the Third, the main guy. That's the too guy much you of a can console, the alpha. Man. Yeah. That nah. 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 All three of us not are a... magical Mr. Mistoffel. Yeah, I know. Loser entertainers. Yeah, that's the hard who thing. Who are trying to do something and failing. Yeah. He succeeds. In the end he does, yeah. But, but... it feels like he doesn't. I reckon Judy Dench found well, sorry, uh old Deuteronomy found another way to get there. And it was just it all coincided and she was like, I'll let him have it. I liked that. I liked when she showed up. I was I, I Did it get good. you? It didn't. It wasn't like shivers or anything like that. But I thought it was. That good. was probably the moment when we saw it. We went on a triple date with two hearts and our respective partners, and that was the moment that Chelsea audibly get, like gasped over the entire cinema audience. She was so impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And you feel. Ba- I like when things like that movie get you. Yeah. And like it's it's bad, but it's good. It's the feeling that I get at that bit of the movie is a chill but for a completely different reason because when i hear the victorious bugle that immediately proceeds up 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 and away yeah i am so thankful that that's the last song okay. like i'm just ecstatic it's that not, we're out of it's there it's not even the last song though man the last <laughs> bit is spoken word at best it's not even sensical and it's delivered down the barrel of a camera in the most <laughs> bone chilling you, fashion you're, che- you're checked out at that point i oh. am not only i'm i wish i was checked out i'm scared there's no. There's, there's what, just, you, you didn't know that was coming. This is your first time seeing it. Would you make a Judy Dench eyeballing you as you're yeah, preparing I to leave was, the I cinema? I thought it was an accident. I did that. <laughs> I've done that before in um, sketches on television where I've looked at the camera and I've been told that you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> That's frowned upon in the acting world. That's a bit of behind the actor's studio. 
Uh, <laughs> she delivered an entire behind the studio. So they have the actor's studio where the actors are, and then round the back, where Guy I Williams. <laughs> hey, don't look at the camera. <laughs> oh, Do good you know, times. My wife described that moment of Judy Ditch describing how you're supposed to address a cat in detail. She was like, "What was up with that cat manifesto?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh, it, was all, it was all wrong as well like i liked when she said it was funny i don't know if they thought it was supposed to be funny but um when they just like it seemed like she was taking the piss and it's probably a line from the book but when she was just like totally. so we've met a lot of cats yeah yeah and yeah. that was like laugh out loud funny accidentally <laughs> because you're like yeah that is all we've done oh, Guy williams that it, that you have imbued this series with a delicious new energy i am so grateful Thanks for, for your me. genuine appreciation of the film oh. and, and and the product at large you know it's so we had brindley on yesterday she saw the film and she was not taken with it she's a big fan of the stage production um, but it's so that's, nice. That's uh, marking out her name, though. She's, she's not credible. She's a big fan of the stage production. <laughs> well, I'm a more credible. I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap things up without burning too many bridges. I'm right burning bridges, here. baby, behind the actor's studio. Oh, before we go, I've got to ask: Who was your jellical choice? Um, well, definitely Grisabella. Like, this is a no-brainer. What do you mean? Like, who else could I choose? Anyone? Yeah, well, Grisabella. She was. The, she was the. Who else you didn't choose? Anyone? It's the only one. <laughs> I'm amazed at just how many times we've differed on this because I was like, I thought it was so clear cut. We kids show. I guess <laughs> we're, we're viewing it at a half a, a half a meter above, like bird's yeah. eye view on where you are, and we had to nix Skimble Shanks from contention because he would win every time. That's how much we love him. You love Skimble Shanks, the railway cat. Yeah, he's the love best. Him. Yeah, he is the it's best. It's a fucking banger. But uh, he doesn't need to go up to space, though, anyway. So it's not his McCavity. That's McCavity. It is confusing the way it happens, but that's McCavity's doing. You'd think he's won it when he starts yeah. going up. He's but what's actually happened is McCavity's taken him to the barge on the Thames. Oh, uh, yeah, I did not. That pullback and reveal did not get me. <laughs> You're confused. Imagine the kids. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd like to uh, give a huge credit to um, Jenny Any dots is she your jellical choice yeah begrudgingly but i've had i've had this i have had a fucking song in my mind like we haven't talked about this at all tim when i lie down in bed all that is running through my head is different cat songs and when i wake up all i can think of are cat songs yeah this is absolutely this is destroying me i don't know if i heard from you or someone else that chelsea is not happy about what's going on with you at the moment yeah not at all yeah and understandably so i just can't stop i can't believe you've squandered the honeymoon period of you coming back to new zealand ever so quickly by just singing andrew lloyd i'm still a legend otherwise okay i'm just currently (laughs) being operated by a handful of cats is a musical worse than um because the music will kill you whereas like you know sex in the city is there's not songs to kill you like that it's fucking different because with a musical you can't help but get a little drawn in. well that's yeah yeah can't help but get a little drawn in you can't fully check out yeah they keep you up, but it makes it easier because you, you've got like markers. You've got very clearly defined chapters. So you go, you can you can project ahead. You can be like, okay, well, currently we're listening to yeah, yeah. Jason Derulo, which means yeah. just around the corner we're going to save in a bit of a good time. Who Buster is- for Jones is my jellical choice. James Corden's delivery of, well, round up some more cats. It just it yeah, got me. And fair enough too. Uh, I'd say at the end of today that Tim. Not a jellical. Nah, I'm fuck so you, sorry. Then. I earned it today. I think I, I turned up. <laughs> you did. You did. Okay, that. actually, do you know what? Jellical. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. Guy, this upsets me to tell you, but I think today, not today, nor ever, would you. I think 
all of your heart wants to be a Jellicle. And for that reason, no. I, I think you'll never be a Jellicle. No, I, I, no, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you think. I think you guys are both wrong. Yeah. And I'm right. I don't care. I just want to be the opposite of whatever you think I want yeah. to be. So I'm fuck happy yeah. <laughs> well, you're God, not a, je- you. you're not a Jellicle. You. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I, I really enjoyed it. So thank you. I am also not a Jellicle. No, I, well, I want to be different. Oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are Jellicles and I'm not Jellicle. No, both of us aren't Jellicles. I don't want to know. Tim is a Jellicle. End of podcast. Push the button. Push the button. We're both not Jellicles. Push the button. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.